What is up guys, it is Stu. And are you tired of your social media copywriting sucking? Are you tired of being frustrated every time you try to type out the words that go with the photos or videos? I know that if I was talking to you, you could talk to me about it perfectly. You could articulate what it is you do and what problems you solve. But the second you go to type it out, you're just like, uh, I don't know what hashtags, like, I don't know, I'll just say carpe diem. Like, you just, you shit the bed when it comes to typing out your copy. Not anymore. I am now offering copywriting services for micro gym owners. We will get on a one hour call, you, me, and a copywriter that I've hired that works with my brand, Urban Movement, several other micro gyms, and we are gonna go ahead and discuss your brand specifically. Who is your avatar client? What are the micro problems that you solve for those people? How do you solve them? Are you a PT first gym? Are you straight to class? It doesn't matter because this is 100% tailored towards your business. No bullshit templates that I'm rinsing and repeating and giving to everybody. Everything is completely unique for you. And then at the end of the copy, the thing that really brings it home, and that's where the magic of a copywriting service comes in, we tie it all up and we allow the individual to you know, visualize their success, what life would be like when they get rid of that problem via your business and service. That's the thing that makes copywriting copywriting. It's the thing that makes ads sell and people click on links. So if you're ready for your copy with your social media to actually start making you money and for it to actually resonate with your customer, to push your brand message forward and to put more members in your fucking building, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Hit me up on Instagram and we'll begin the process to see if it is a good fit for you and your business. Guys, thank you for listening. On with the podcast. All right. What is up, guys? It is Stu. It is What the Fuck Gym Talk. And I have got my dude and my girl, Nick and Colleen Sheehan from Reflex Radio on the podcast. And if you've, uh, I've been posting up a few videos on this, I've talked about it. Uh, I talk about music experience a lot. And I think what these guys have created and what they're doing with Reflex Radio is the uh, it's definitely a first of its kind in correcting and fixing the the shitty music experience that some of us don't even know that we're creating but we're going to jam on that a little bit today but had them come on the podcast I want to talk about this uh what they're creating and at the pr- and the the concept of the music experience in the micro gym so guys thank you for coming out thanks for having us absolutely thank you. man absolutely so real quick just to give everyone a background right that you guys are a married couple you own a business you're newly married. You guys are like just fresh out the oven. October 2019. October 2019. And yeah. just for everyone listening, I couldn't go to the wedding because I was hosting the Self Made Summit for all you fuckers listening. <laughs> so I could not go and, and, and drink, uh, drink with the Sheehans. Um, but you had that happen. You had the home happen. You guys built a home. We mm-hmm. built a home in here, June of 2019. Here in Charlotte. And then uh, you decided to play Fast and Furious and got into a fucking car accident, right? Yeah. You had oh, a yeah. serious, I mean, that was a serious issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were, I was out of commission. It was a week for out for our engagement. We'd been engaged for a week. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was out of commission for almost four months. Yeah. My memory's still shot to shit. Yeah. So, and the reason I bring all this up is uh, I think in 2020, everyone has a lot of self-pity right now. It's like, oh, this happened and this happened and this happened. Like, shit was happening to us all the time at inopportune times mm-hmm. forever for before COVID. I mean, I remember telling people, like, getting a business off the ground, scheduling and planning a wedding, right? Building a new home. Oh, and let me throw a serious fucking car accident that concusses the shit out of me and still has lasting effects. Yeah, that was actually right when we were in the meet of meeting with our developer to talk about everything. He, mm-hmm. uh, 
just having to take that four month sabbatical really yeah. kind of put us behind. Yeah. yeah. But like in life, timing is everything and life doesn't give a fuck about your preferred timing. But um, anyway, I, I want to set the stage for that because I just feel everyone that I'm talking to right now has got a, a, a pity story of how things aren't going well for them. And I just want to remind everybody in the history of the world, especially when you want something really bad, like a new business or a new house or whatever, to get to the from highway point A to highway point B, shit doesn't always go your fucking way. Um, but talk to me a little bit, guys, about your the concept of uh, Reflex Radio and, and where it started from because neither of you were inherently in the fitness industry. No. Colleen was a client at my gym for a very long time. We were CrossFit South then, and, and it, you know, but the idea of this, where you guys sit around one day, fucking playing trivia at the bar, and like one of the you know options comes up, you know, business is the start <laughs> to revolutionize the like. What? Where did they come from? Yeah, I mean, so like you said, Colleen had the class-based workout background, and I come from Gold's Gym, Planet yeah. Fitness, that kind of thing. No class-based workout whatsoever. And where your headphones are your go-to. Yeah. And you're the DJ background and all that. Yeah. So she was saying you were gearing up for Friday Night Lights, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, she had told you I was a DJ on the side and you wanted me to come in and talk to you about things. And you weren't ready for the meeting or something like that. So I decided to just sit down and watch her work out the, in the class. And uh, the music sucked so bad. <laughs> that was my first real experience to... Yeah class-based fitness and you guys were doing some kind of interval-based workout where you know the high intensity for one point and then bring your heart rate down for a minute and I remember particularly that one song that was playing when everybody was trying to rest and I think it was the Ba with the Ba yeah. song by Kid Rock and you're like this is too hype for this people right? are still bobbing their heads and moving around and you know their heart rates definitely weren't coming down so I believe I asked Isaac if I could grab her phone and um just play with the music and I just played with the music and played music that made sense when it did. Yeah. I couldn't mix it like I was DJing, but actually playing music that made sense. Mm -hmm. And after the class, people were coming up to me and just saying, thank you for playing the music. It got me through the wall you yeah. know, two thirds of the way. And that's when the light bulb kind of went off. And then I asked you if you wanted like mixes that perfectly synced to the workout and you're yeah. like, you can do that. And I could make mixes on a controller, but when it comes to like making mixes on like Ableton and stuff like that, I had no clue, but I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll What's Ableton? It. Is that like software for DJs? Yes. It's um, music mixing software. So you can record your own stems, whether they're guitar, vocals, things like that, or you can bring in existing music and make, you know, what you hear like Got a it. DJ mixing and it's not user friendly at all. So you said, yeah, you want it. And I was like, okay, I'll figure it out. And then I think two days later I went over our friend DJ Chase Morgan's house. And I was like, show me how to use Ableton. <laughs> <laughs> I need to figure this out. Crash course. Me yeah. Now. It's so interesting too. In, you know, our intersection of this was around the time when we, we were still experimenting. We had a, a lift and move class. We had a just move class. I was uh, building out flex at the time. And especially with flex, that was like our baby. We were really trying to fix. And I remember after that, you know, we started having you come in for the, the sweat socials and stuff like that and, and, under, and having you watch the classes and see the ebbs and flows. And typically that, you know, the, the ball with the ball and the shitty music and all that. And, you know, as you know, you take responsibility from it. But it, like as most gym owners listening to this is we create a playlist or we utilize Fit Radio, or we utilize uh, a SoundCloud mix, or whatever it is, and but you set it and forget it, 
because you have to coach the class. And there's going to be moments where you're walking around, you're watching your athletes work out and all this, and then you instantly, you know, you're like, let's do it. And that's when the, you know, the transition of the song happens, and maybe there's no crossfade, so there's some dead time. You're like, ah. Oh, you get a crappy intro that's yeah, just talking. Yeah, like, boo. Like, that's just like, that's not what I want. I wanted the punch right then and there. And I remember having you come in for the sweat socials and sitting there and DJing, and, like, you, the great thing about having you there was just – you literally could see the coach be like, all right, so we're getting ready to warm up. And you knew exactly where you, you would want those BPMs, what songs. Like, again, as a DJ, which I want to get into in a second as well, but, like, as a DJ, that's, that's your wheelhouse. That's what you know. And as a coach or a gym owner, it's I always talk about the music is the only constant in the experience. Like, you should hear music the second you walk into a boutique fitness studio, and you hear it throughout, 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 and you hear it when you leave. It's the only constant. You're not lifting weights the whole time. You're not running the whole time. You're not warming up the whole time, but you are listening to music the whole time. And why can't that music have more narrative-based principle to it? Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. Yeah, it, at that sweat social, I remember if you guys were doing, like, handstand push-ups or jump rope, I could play with the tempo of the song yeah and if i made the tempo faster people were doing push-ups and jump rope faster if i yeah. slowed it down and i was like i didn't realize yes people know that you're going to dance to music and the faster the music the faster you're going to dance but it never crossed my mind to correlate it to music sure. i mean to fitness yeah 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 because yeah. i mean it, a dj i mean he plays the crowd he lets everything get chill, and he lets the bass drop at a certain point, and he plays. It's it's like a, an offensive coordinator for a, a sporting yeah. event, you know, for an off, you know, the, for the NFL. You you know when you want what to hit and when, how long you want the set to be, and workouts are widely predictable. The coach writes the work ahead of time. You know how long it's going to be. If there's intervals, you know the work. You know the rest. You know roughly how long your warm-up's going to last, mm-hmm. right? If you do a cool-down stretch, you know how long that's going to be. At least most, hopefully, mature gym owners listening to this have that dialed in. But real quick, let's just go the DJ thing. Is that, was that just like something you start fucking around with in high school or college? Yeah. Um, I think my mom, towards the end of high school, got me my first controller because I always found myself playing the music at parties and everything and then just kind of playing more and more and then in college got out of it a little bit towards the end of college and my friend started up a big party planning business is um, it did you get out of it towards the end of college because you're like i gotta grow up i need to get a big kid job well i was t- i was working 50 to 60 hours a week and going to school full-time like five or six classes a semester so i just had zero time for anything sure and it wasn't until actually i think i graduated and then i picked up the controller again and got back into it because my friends were getting too slammed with bookings and they needed help DJing weddings and stuff. Yeah. Just took it from there. So uh, let's talk. So, okay, you come in, you see it, the light bulb moment happens. And then do you literally like in the car on the way back, like you and Colleen are having a discussion, like this is what needs to happen or did you marinate on for a while? Or talk to me how you guys, because a company, because you guys aren't married at the time when this idea is cooked up. This was February 2018. Correct. When that happened. So when you start bringing this up, I mean, it's you don't realize the time because there's a lot of excitement. But you're like, you want to do something that's going to control our life and take a bunch of our money and make things really difficult, and we're probably going to fight and want to kill each other. <laughs> Does that sound like fun? Let's do that. Like, how did they talk to me about that conversation? In the beginning, we didn't know how big it was actually going to get. I don't think. Yeah, you were just making mixes at home. You'd be at home sitting there. That's listening. when she wanted to shoot me. Yeah. We're better I now. To shoot him. We had a discussion about headphones. So yeah. he would sit there and play the same 10-second clip over and over and over again. Without headphones. Get, without headphones on, <laughs> trying to get the 
perfect mix so that you could have your perfect transition of rest. Yeah. yeah. And of course it sounded amazing. She'd but be in the other room and I, all I would hear is enough. That's <laughs> turn it off. That's but it would also go until one, two, three in the morning. And mm-hmm. that's when I broke out the headphones. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that, but that's it. Maybe that's the technician at work. And most yeah. startups is you're just a technician in it. And you're, you know, with turning the knobs, whether you're an app startup or a gym owner and you're training people, whatever you're sitting there, just perfecting your craft and turning the knobs. Cause that's your most great ideas come at a technician level. And mm-hmm. then hopefully they grow to this entrepreneurial level. But talk to me at what point did you, you guys start raising money? Cause the one thing I want to talk about, and I've, I've spoken to you about this. I'm, super impressed and it, it's also a, a it's a statement of the econ the good economy we've had but i think it's also a statement of your idea and the the belief and success people have had in this idea you went ahead and started raising money and it just for everyone to understand real quick the what reflex radio is like go ahead and just i know we've been talking about this people have seen maybe the video and they're going to read the the intro to this podcast and or listen to the intro to the podcast but just base it out for everybody what is reflex radio Reflex Radio allows the gym coaches and trainers to program their workouts down to a T if you're doing intervals like HIT or Tabata. And they assign energy levels, they assign the genres of music, and then our engine grabs the music that we've licensed and matches it perfectly. Got it. So it's an AI DJ. And essentially, you go ahead and if you're doing uh, this kind of interval or that kind of interval, it will go ahead and it has already prescribed this kind of interval we're going to associate with these kind of bpms and this kind of music and cool downs we're going to associate with this kind of bpms and this kind of music and it allows you to just mix and match the different segments and chapters that typically happen in a group workout right yeah it, it definitely takes bpm and tempo into consideration but we've really drilled down to assign a we're calling it a flex rate um, and it's basically how hard do you want to flex during those intervals um, but it takes into more than just the BPM, it, the, a lot more musicality to it too. Mm-hmm. The energy level, the feeling that the song emotes. So like you're going to, a lot of times yoga music has a really, really high BPM. And if you're picking a playlist solely on BPM level, you might not get the music that you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, because a high BPM doesn't also mean it's a hype song. Exactly. I would be DJing like the end of Flex, yoga. Yeah. And some of that music would be like 160, 170 BPM. But it was chill. But yeah. it was so melodic. And, and I was like, this does not make sense. So that's when we're like, it can't be just like every other app out there right now that just strictly goes off of BPM. Yeah. I think even, doesn't Rock My Run use just BPM, Fit Radio, Spring, those ones you just choose based on your BPM range. And we dove down deeper yeah. into the music. I, you know, I've used almost, I've used Rock My Run. I've used Fit Radio. I've, uh, I've used a bunch of different companies. And at first I'm always like, great. different is always good. So if I hear something new, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm super happy with this. But you're right. I would set a BPM or whatever category they would have. And then, you know, the music would be going and then just something about the mix wasn't natively what I wanted. Like it'd, be, it'd go to like a dubstep transformer kind of noise. I'm like, oh God, like coach was trying, I'd be watching the class and the coach was trying to talk at that point. And it's just like, that was the worst inopportune time for that mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, with our app, you can, con- you can add in periods of time when the coach wants to talk. Yeah. If they plan it based on how many minutes. And- yeah. And so, and, and which is, I love that. Cause I think some people are probably listening to this and they're like, fuck, my classes are not that dialed in. Well, they should be asshole. Like <laughs> I'm a huge, like I believe your class is your presentation. You don't think Southwest fucking airlines doesn't practice that fucking pitch. Like if you're in just flight attendant and you want to be well, like every flight attendant always has their little 
spiel that they give with it, but their own flavor, their own flair. But it's a set script. But they know to a fucking T how long it all takes, how long it takes to get the peanuts in people's fucking mouths to get down and back and this. Uh, you gotta, you have to run and orchestrate that group class more than just a, no, as long as everyone sweats a little bit, it's going to be fine, which is, will be just fine. But the, the studios, and I think SoulCycle and Spin Studios, I think we could say, has probably done music the best out of all the group fitness models. Certainly. Whereas a CrossFit coach might spend hours programming the right amount of dumbbell cleans to box jumps, a Spin Studio instructor is thinking about the song and then the movement they do with it. But it's not as much about the movement as it is the feeling. You know, if you're doing hills, it's going to be something versus if you're doing a sprint, so well, on and so forth. It's like, I don't know if you remember Zumba about two years yeah, ago. Yeah, absolutely. They were taking music that was already created, mixes that were already created, and designing their workouts around the mix. So we yeah. just did it the other they way did, around. They reverse engineered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, this mix is dope. We're just going to make our workout and our dance choreography yeah. match that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, and here's the one thing that I've, in my conversations with people, when I talk about reflex is, oh, like, I'll talk to them about it. Like, so kind of like Spotify. And I then I have to go into the mix versus playlist type scenario. So go ahead and just, for everyone's educational operational definition, what is the difference in mixes and playlists? Sure. A playlist is a predetermined list of music like you would see in Spotify or Apple Music, whereas an actual mix, what a DJ would put together, has transitions from song to song. You'll hear the blending of, you know, the, the beat matching, echoing, um, scratching, all that. That all goes into a mix, so it just sounds like one consistent track all Seamless. the way through. There's no hard start or hard ending like yeah. a playlist would. Um, Spotify has the crossfades now, 100%. but you're still listening to the entire song. Yeah. With a mix, you're typically not. Sure. You're like, just getting, like, the most popular pieces. Yeah. I mean, because listening to an entire song in a class is not ideal. Mm -hmm. Um Maybe the hook or the a verse from Cardi B's Wet Ass Pussy is great, but we probably don't need the entire Wet Ass Pussy <laughs> fucking song going for three minutes and 48 seconds. Yeah. It, it just, it's, you, and when you think about interval day-based workouts and things like that, intervals and even, uh, let's call, let's even talk about workouts that are not interval-based. You're generally moving from exercise to exercise relatively quicker. So if the music changes quicker, your body and just the energy and the vibe, you just kind of go along with that as every song picks up and, you know, it meshes well, it does create, because I, I can attest to this from seeing you come in and DJ these classes and you perfectly can go ahead and make that happen. Those classes have so much more energy. You know, like how many people ask like, so is he coming back all the time? I'm like, no, fucker, he's not coming back all the time. Yeah, <laughs> memberships just went up to 385 a month. Like, <laughs> Um, but, but he's got something even better. <laughs> yeah. We're going to turn him into a robot and put him in the pocket and my phone. Um, yeah. so I think that's another thing because playlist, the other thing that's really, uh, an issue for us with playlist. And I think other gym owners will be able to relate to this is the concept that playlists become dated. Yes. And you constantly have to go in there and you don't want to get rid of a song. Like, like again, let's go back to your kid, kid rock ball with the ball. There is a moment in that song that everyone could for a second, the nostalgia of it. It's awesome. But if you know that song, if anyone's listening is like, you know, I'm 1985, but if you're like grew up millennial, like, you know, the opening of kid rock is like 29 seconds of it's super slow yeah. and it doesn't actually get pumped for like a minute 10. Yeah. So this period of your, like the gym was hype and maybe you're listening to fucking, you know, regulators. And then all of a sudden ball with the ball comes on and you have a minute 10 of fucking dead, slow buildup. 
It doesn't mean that Baba Ba should be removed from your playlist, but I sure as fuck don't want the entire song on there. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's that's the difference in a mix versus a playlist. Of, you know, um, where do you guys? This is gonna be interesting. Where do you guys in your business of creating a startup? Again, this is a new concept. Where do you guys set the expectation of something that is still conceptual? So when you're thinking of this, right? And I, I want to get into we, Nick and Colleen are big fans of how I built this uh, podcast. I'm a huge fan of. And one of my favorite things that Guy Raz on that podcast always does, he asks the questions that are kind of like, duh. Like, okay, so you wanted to build an app. What did you do? Did you go to Google and put, how do I build an app? Like, like yeah. talk, I want you to talk to people through like, all right, because I guarantee there's someone listening to this is like, I've got an app idea too. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Wait, I'll let, I'm going to let Colleen take this. Wait, <laughs> walk, walk us through the fucking like, what do you do first when you want to build an app? Sure. Well, initially, Nick has had several other ideas that he's wanted to build on. None as great as this, of course. Yeah. But um, he had been in contact with the developer, so we sat down and had a phone call with them, and we're like, okay, so here's our idea. Here's what we, like, our end goal would like to be developing this app that helps fitness studios be able to work out better. And um, they're like, okay, great. Let us get back to you. So they give us a call back, and they're like, okay, um, $500,000, please. And we're like, oh. Great. That's like their starting retainer, <laughs> yeah, essentially. That, even that was just work. to even like build like the bones of it. It wasn't to like add any cool bells and whistles. It was just like initially like upfront, okay, you want this music engine, it's gonna be five hundred thousand sure. dollars. And we we're like, Well shit, we don't have that kind of money. Yeah. That's what the first couple came back. Yeah. With. We mm -hmm. talked to several after that and then um, we ended up talking to the old CTO of the Hartford Insurance Group who's a friend of the family and we're like okay like truly really like are we getting good quotes or are we getting shitty quotes sure and so he sits down and talks to us and he goes you know this is a really great idea who else have you told and we're like well just a couple of people like we've talked to some developers who go don't tell anybody else you need an nda i i'm gonna go call my developer so he went and calls his developer in the middle of us just sitting there like hanging out and he's like okay 250 250 i could do it for 250 we're like, oh, well, that's better. But like, we're like, okay, let's take a step back and like look like, at this. Yeah, Nick, go get the shoebox with yeah. two hundred fifty thousand dollars <laughs> in it underneath the like, fucking it's couch. My sock money. Yeah. Literally went home after that conversation, had a panic attack in the garage because at this point, Nick and I were not engaged or anything. And I was like, great, like, I want to start this life with this man. Like, I really want to start this business because it's a really great idea. Yeah. But like, we're gonna have to put our whole life on hold for yep. this. And we were going to do that. And so we just decided, okay, like, let's figure out the best path forward. And then... Mind you, a week before that, she wanted to cut me because of all the music I was playing in the house. <laughs> yeah. for it. And that's when we it's were like, like... Oh, so now you want the music, huh? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's when we were like, we need to automate this. So yeah. she's not... You're picturing me. Spotify buying us uh, three years <laughs> yeah, down the road. Yeah. Exactly. And so what we ended up doing was um, we sat down with a good friend of ours, Billy, and we're like... So we have this idea. We need to raise a lot of money. And mind you, he's really great at alternative wealth building. And so we sat down and talked to him about it. And um, Alternative wealth building sounds like stealing drugs. Pretty like much. Alternative <laughs> methods to... <laughs> Still not really I sure what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> alternative <laughs> wealth building. I like that. <laughs> and so he was like, this is a cool idea. Okay, here's like how much money you need to raise. Also, I have a really great um, developer I think you should talk to. I'm like, oh, this is sweet. And so we ended up talking to, we got on the f phone with his developer friend, Mike, and he has just been a wonder. He ended up being the developer we went with. He's just been incredible in the sense of like giving us support in the sense that we don't know anything about tech and we know a little bit about music. 
we get the gist of running a business, but like, this is all new to us. And he just was a really great guide and like, okay, there's two ways you can approach it. You can like build out all the bells and whistles up front. That's going to cost you a pretty penny. Or you can go with like a, like minimum viable product. Yeah, your MVP. Yeah, yeah, our MVP. And so we're like, okay, well, let's sit back and talk about it. And I'm like, well, the MVP seems reasonable, but how do we raise the capital that we need to get started? Like we, Nick and I obviously have put money in of yeah. our own, but we are not, we're not millionaires. So yeah. <laughs> so you guys went ahead and you started raising private equity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friends and, and family. Friends and family. And I mean, yeah, I, I've always told you, I've been very impressed. I told you, it, it, you know, if this were not to work out, I think you definitely have a skill set in going ahead. And again, friends and family are one thing, but it's still, it's the balls to go up with a thing that's not even real yet. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, and you see this in Kickstarter culture. Kickstarter culture is one of my favorites, but I mean, generally there's a, a prototype or because they're product based, not service based, but there's a prototype or a um, some renderings and, you know, a really good marketing video to, to, to do it. But for you, this is something that you, you know, and I, and I remember because I got to see the, you know, one of the original p- early pitch decks. If, I mean, like, <laughs> it was so sad. It, it's so, it's sad. so sad. But at the same time, how much have you raised? Uh, 365 to date. It, which is in, I mean, 365, no bank loans. I mm-hmm. mean, nothing but, but like, we you know. Rolling. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely insane. I mean, because otherwise you would have probably not been able, I got to imagine if you had to go to the bank and get this, my, my guess is your debt to income ratio you getting a house probably would not have happened. No. Yeah. We ended up with some insane interest rate. Sure, yeah. It would have... I don't even know if they would have approved it. It it was just so out there of an idea. Yeah. Well, during the whole process, we found out through Billy that he has connections that are interested, but they want to do a minimum of 500 to a million. So we may have had to up that, but then we'd be getting rid of an insane amount of equity Equity, at the same time. So. It was an area we didn't want to go into right away. Yeah. So you guys start, uh, you know, so you're raising capital, you're assembling your team and talk to us a little bit about, again, for a product like this, uh, that is going to be app based, that is going to be tech based. It's something where you're constantly, um, I got to imagine you're constantly looking over your shoulder, like, wait, 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 what, what did you say? Did someone else already come up with this idea? Is it already out there? Is Spotify going to do this tomorrow? All the time. Yeah. Like Every week there's something new. We're like, oh. Crap. So you'll be like at the you'll be like the brewery and you'll hear someone next to you like, Did you see that new app that plays music? And you're like, music for what? <laughs> tell me. Tell All me. of our family members keep sending us stuff. Hey, have you seen this? Have you seen that? What about that? Are they competitors? Yeah. It's like, well, like take a step back. Like Yeah. So we'll talk to me about to. that. Like, cause there is the there is a scarcity mindset that every entrepreneur, I don't care, even like even myself, and I like to pride myself on not feeding my scarcity mindset, but everybody has it to a degree that there's only so many good ideas out there or there's only so many customers and someone else's concept, business, service will eat at your finite amount of customer base or whatever it may be. Talk, you know, just for everyone listening, because everyone listening to this, for the most part, owns a business and they probably have that with another micro gym in town. How do you guys think about it? I think because it was such an obvious need is why we're always like, when is someone else going to try to create it? Luckily, we're patent pending, so we have that in our favor. But someone else could still try to come out with yeah, it. Yeah, patents get fucked. I mean, like a patent is time. yeah, correct. Like yeah. someone's got to tweak a couple different things, get past the patent, the USPTO, and mm-hmm. you know your patent is worth shit then. Yeah. yeah. So we're always looking for what competitors. I mean, even you have said check out this, check out that. Um, but we are truly the only one that is acting like an AI DJ where it's learning from the user input and everything. But 
we're also learning when we find other competitors out there that they may not be doing exactly like what we're doing. They may be doing like pre-made DJ mixes like Fit Radio. We're, yeah, 32mix.com. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're looking at things that they've done and trying to learn from mistakes that they've made. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the things we've always been really cautious about is like we when we first started, we were looking at music legality and looking at that aspect of it, like, okay, well, like, how do we get music? Like, yeah. is this something that, like, we can plug into Spotify and use their music? Because that would be awesome. Or is this something where we need to have our own catalog? And so... We thought Nick, we could use my DJ <laughs> Yeah, catalog. we looked at his DJ catalog, looked at all the legal terms, and, well, they not uh, allowed. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the legality. Every gym owner I know, uh, you know, is asking other gym owners that ask advice at some point. He's like, uh, someone from ASCAP called, someone from BMI called, and they're calling every day. Do I have to pay them? And I probably, in my line of work, I get asked that question at least three, four, five times a month. And I'm, I always let them know I'm not a lawyer. Take this advice or leave it kind of scenario. Here's what I'd recommend. But what are you guys doing on your end um, on the legality side? We've actually, the way our app works, the gym owners can pull music reports. And just if you don't know about BMI and ASCAP, one, you need to learn about them because you should be having one of their licenses through your gym. They're called performance rights organizations, PROs. And every piece of music you play through your gym, you're supposed to pay royalties to BMI or ASCAP or CSAC. And you're supposed to submit a list of music every quarter i believe it is and our app allows gyms um or it will allow gyms to pull a report down and now they're not going to guess what music did they play you know they don't have to go through their old spotify playlists and figure out did i play this did i play that yeah um it just allows them yeah. to pull that down and in all practicalness the the you know and this is real talk the majority of gym owners out there are just who is this again bmi Oh, yeah, hold on. It's like click. Mm-hmm. And, and they're never paying a thing. And, yep. be, and because, again, BMI and ASCAP and all that, it's, they're not a government organization, right? So once a gym owner learns of that, they're like, oh, all right, this is someone who is probably legit. I get it. Yeah, I'm still clicking hang up on that right now. Yep. So, like, you know, the cool thing is, though, for those people that are um, – and I know some gym owners that are also musicians, so they, they really, they, I mean, they, they pay that forward, and they yep. do pay their ASCAP or whatever. So essentially what you're saying is you'll be able to pull a report, so if you want to pay your fees, kind of like in, in our line of work, we have sales and use tax here in mm-hmm. North Carolina. So anything I sell, if I sell bottles of water and bangs and all this other like, T-shirts, I have to keep a record of that, the ledger, and then I pay sales and use tax on that. And essentially that's what you guys will be able to create. Yeah, we're trying to make it a little bit easier for you guys to pull the reports down to send to them, and you're not over extending who you're paying and you're not, sure. you know, out or not paying someone yeah. that you should be. And for people to understand that BMI and stuff, you're talking like 300 some dollars a month, maybe like it's, it's not super a minimal. Yeah. It's comparison. super minimal. It's not a crazy amount of money. So if someone does come and put the screws to you and you had to do it, it's not like it's going to put you out of business. Like, Oh my God, I've been playing fucking, you know, wet ass pussy for two years. And I owe Nicki Minaj and Cardi B all you. this they're, money. They're pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I, I have a friend up in Massachusetts who owns her own gym. And she called me one day and she goes, what is ASCAP? And I explained to her and she goes, why do I have to pay them? And because she was using some other music where this company that provides music to these gyms gives them DJ mixes on CDs that they then send out (laughs) to the gyms. CDs. I don't even have a CD player anymore. Like my laptop doesn't even have one. (laughs) So she called them and was like, after she talked to the ASCAP person and they're like, you need to pay us. And she goes, no, I, I pay these people for my music. Sure. I don't need to pay you. And she called the people that she gets their music from. And they're like, oh no, you have to pay them too. Yeah. And she's like, why didn't you ever tell me that? So 
she was like, do I really have to pay them? And they would not leave her alone. They were calling her two to three times a week they can for, be harassing, yeah. mm-hmm. for like two or three months at that point. Yes. And I was like, yeah, you're, you're technically supposed to. Sure. So uh, when we look at this, and it's funny too, because Spotify, like we said, Fit Radio, Rock My Run, there's, there's a ton out there. But uh, it, music businesses are difficult. Like, uh, does everyone remember Tidal? Yeah. yeah. So titles. We're talking, we're talking the biggest names in the fucking world that came together. Jay-Z, Rihanna, fucking, I forget who else was, Kanye maybe was on there. Mm-hmm. And they could, that business is out of business, right? Yeah. They're done. I no, they, they are they still should. active because okay. they, they allow an integration in with the, the Pioneer, or I'm I sorry, Serato DJ. somebody though. Um, was it Spotify? I'm not sure, but Jesus. Because that's how Jay Z's music all got onto Spotify. Yeah, but he, like that was it. That was supposed to be the thing to yeah. compete with Spotify. And even these guys who own the like whatever, and I get it, they were trying to take control. It didn't work out for them. And I think you know when you look at attacking someone like a Spotify, or you look at like coming up against you know the Rock My Runs and all this, none of them are group class base like mm-hmm. rock my run is not meant to be group class based the name of it should tell you what it's meant to be <laughs> you and your run mm-hmm. that's what it's, it's not rock my class yeah. it's rock my fucking run but i i have orange theory instructors that i know that is that was their go-to oh yeah right um fit radio fit radio i think was the closest thing to that solution and I, me personally, I just could never find, like, I would listen to a mix, like, love it, love it, love it, hate it, hate it, love it, love it, hate it, love it, hate it, like, in the entire thing, I could never find a consensus to what I liked. Um, and also with that, like you said, it was just a standard BPM play. Yep. Mm-hmm. And for anyone listening that's like, I don't get it, I just play with my Spotify, people haven't complained, trust me, the number one issues in your fucking gym that you don't know, or you don't know about, because people don't complain, especially in group boutique fitness kind of things. Most people are tribal, they appreciate, we all are small business owners for the most part. Chains get a lot of complaints. B, our core power yoga gets a lot of complaints. Orange Theory is gonna get a lot of complaints. But for all the independent business owners looking here, there is also this interesting paradigm and dynamic where customers realize you're the guy like you're trying your best Mm -hmm. they've met you they see you people go to orange theory they're like you know they're looking up like fuck it orange theory did this wrong i'm gonna send it up the ladder to the ivory tower of you know orange theory owners that are making gazillions of dollars Mm -hmm. but you don't hear a lot of complaints and i but i promise you if all your clients were honest and they all had about seven beers in them and you're sitting around with all of them and you said raise your hand if you love the music in the gym you'd have fucking crickets they're starting to voice themselves we had someone reach out to us from a big chain and he said he's in these groups with thousands of other trainers in their chain and the one thing that keeps coming up is music and people complaining about the music and that's the one thing that can make or break a class or a yeah. coach and it's not even that i like that song or i don't like that song is is the song appropriate for what i'm doing now mm-hmm. so let's think about like an urban movement like today's workout we might have a build and we might have like a uh, deadlifts like with a four second tempo down and a five-second tempo up, a real slow, steady, methodical tempo. That needs to probably have a deep, different BPM than doing slam balls or burpees as fast as humanly possible, right? But, like, you would never know until it just it just clicks for you. And when you hear that, and it, I use sporting events all the time as a great analogy, so, you know, during dead times in basketball or hockey games, they use like the wave, da, 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 like they do their yeah. music and people instantly go from sitting there bored to getting excited and mm-hmm. doing something. It just music has that ability. It's a universal language, regardless of whether you actually like the song or not. 
I remember when I lived in Nashville, Tennessee. I fucking hate country music. I loved living in Nashville because <laughs> I'd just be out and being at a bar. There's something about country music that is just great for drinking beer and having a good time. Yeah. It just, you know, and it, it just creates this experience. Um, so for people, and people are listening, you know, help lay the groundwork uh, or the, like, explain a little bit better. Where, where, where is Reflex Radio at? You know, people are, like, where, people are probably Googling it right now. Like, can I fucking download this? Like, talk to them about the, the concept of this startup and where the product is currently at. We're in our beta right now. Um, it's like beta 2.0. Um, we're still getting some of the kinks worked out. The engine, we're fine-tuning, tightening that up so it sounds truly like a DJ is transitioning your music for you. Um, we're getting pretty close. Mm-hmm. We're looking to launch later this fall. Yep. Um, you, guys, you guys just shot that promo video here. Yeah, yep. we did. Yep. That was awesome. Yep. You guys did a great. I thought the promo video was great. Uh, you had a bunch of actual real trainers in that promo video. Yep. Yeah. So you obviously had to go to them, explain to them the concept, tell them what's up, and get them to come. And I mean, you guys had a whatever. It was a 12-hour video shoot here, right? The 10 hours? It was 13 hours, 13 hours for <laughs> us, but then the video crew was here 15 hours. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, 97 degrees. Yeah, I don't know if you. I don't have AC in the back of the gym, guys. My bad. <laughs> um, I saw Aaron Dodge. He's one of the guys who was on crew uh, with the f- uh, the Little Field Company that came, and I saw him at the bar maybe like a week later. And I was like, "How you doing, man?" And this is a This is a week later. He's like, "Bro, I'm still sweating from that fucking shoot." <laughs> oh, yeah. um, they did a great job. Any of you guys who haven't seen that video yet, go and check it out. It's on it's on my Instagram. But so you, okay, talk like take the tech talk down. It's in beta. What the fuck does that mean? So. Basically, it's probably about 90% working right now to yeah, where we so would like it. The user interface is defined. You can see everything, click through everything. But the like true piece of our app or software is the engine behind it. And so like you can build user interfaces or GUIs all day, whatever you would like click on on a website or your app. But the true magic behind the music is the way the engine mixes it so um our buddy dj chase morgan he has sat on numerous calls trying to make his art of djing into a science so that our developer could like code it like nick has is very artistic in the way he djs but the way chase has djed and still djs is very he's a career dj he's a career dj like this is his it's how he makes money it's his life um he is like has a purpose for everything that he does. And so we were really trying to take out his like thoughtful, purposeful movements and input it into technology. Yeah. Try to draw the art of DJing out. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so to do that, like there's several iterations of, okay, here's where we're at now. What does it sound like? How's the music starting? Like the first engine we got, it played every song from the beginning of the song. And we're like, that's the worst part of the song. Yeah, that's the yeah, exactly. We don't want this. Yeah. Like, so it would pay f- play 45 seconds of the music, but only the first 45 seconds. And so we're like, okay, okay, we need to take a step back, talk about it again, regroup, and um, we're making it to where it is like the best part of the song is what you're going to hear and the way that the engine reads the music. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. As consumers, we take for granted like the amount of uh, the intersection of science which is the tech and the nerds with the fucking glasses at the computers making the app and the art, which is like in this example, it's the ability for uh, the computer and the robot to know how and when and which song to play it, you know? And so there's this art and science intersection 
And as a consumer, sometimes we just take for granted because I remember I'll be looking at my Uber app like, why is this loading? I have to wait four more seconds than I did last time. I'm so annoyed. This app sucks. Like, but we just speed is everything. Mm -hmm. We are so instantaneous, especially with our app culture. Mm -hmm. Like if something takes forever to load, like we, you know, we've got our custom app here at Urban Movement and uh, we had a bug earlier last week where people were picking their spot. And it wasn't saving it, so they were showing up. We're like, hey, you didn't pick a spot. And they're like, no, I did pick a spot. And we just had this back and forth. And it was like, dude, you're fucking app. Burn it. Whoever made it, shoot their mother in the face. Like, people were just, <laughs> I knew we're not happy. And, but we are so, we're just used to quick, easy, yeah. fastest weather. You know, you, the Spotify's of the world, super UI based, like mm -hmm. the great UX. And it like just fast and responsive, right? So, and now everyone has that gold standard that to exactly. shoot at, yeah. you know, kind of scenario. Well, and yeah, we're getting ready to reach out to our beta testers. It's a bunch of trainers from all over the country, and we're gonna blind test half of them, and then give a an introduction to what the app is and how it kind of works, and then just ask for all their feedback on the interface and how it functions. Um, the other half will give training so like we'll show them how to use it one half won't know how and one half will and yeah. see what the reviews are like just to see if it's user friendly we like we really want to make how sure that like when you it pick is. it up can you figure out which way without instructions exactly. you should be able to figure this out yeah. exactly and you guys are i mean initially you guys will be going b2b you guys will be working with trainers people who like who are in the business of fitness mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep and so talk to me a little bit about that like so how is that going to work from a b2b play uh what we're doing to start, well, hope, luckily we have you with WTF Gym Talk, and then we've just made such a network here in the Charlotte area, and our team has family and friends that own gyms all over the country, um, so we've just been talking to as many people as we can about our app, what it will do, um, how we're going to fix the problem that is in the gyms, whether they realize that they have it right now or not, and you know, once we acquire the gym, they are the ones that carry the subscription. So once the trainers start using it, hopefully the gym won't get rid of it because then also members get free versions. Sure. And the members can see the workouts at home and everything. So it's kind of like a golden handcuff type of deal. And, and with right now, and I know you guys um, you guys are still working through the pricing model and all that right now currently? Or is that no, we're set? set. You're yeah. set? Yeah. Cool. So we'll talk about that in a second. But the thing that I think is super interesting about Reflex is because so much at-home fitness is happening and every brick and mortar is trying to recreate their, their in-studio workout at home however some of us are handcuffed because supply chain of fitness equipment is very tight right now so we can't get equipment to our members to recreate it because uh spin studios crossfit gyms orange theories you can't just tell your members "Ooh, follow all these body weight workouts they'll be just like before like yeah. no it's a shitty band-aid on, a, on yeah. a problem but if we can fix supply chain and get equipment into people's hands that would replicate your gym model ideally um and that's where the CrossFit gyms are fucked because in a 600-square-foot apartment, it's just not just not a doable thing with a barbell yeah. and an and a air runner. But um, anyway, the music part, though, if you could dial that in, because that's one thing that from a B to C level, you'll be able to have members be able to see those workouts, go mm -hmm. through them with the right music tempo, everything. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it'll be like a timer. So if you're working out at home, you just have to hit play, and your workout is guided for you. So yeah. whatever's planned from your, the trainer or the gym – is exactly what you'll be doing at home. So you'll be getting nearly the same experience that you'd be getting inside the gym. And another cool feature that we have um, is that you can thumbs up or thumbs down a song. So you're working out and you hate the song that's on there. You just mark it that you thumbs down it. Like yeah. enough people thumbs down a song, it won't show up again. Sure. So the way that our engine works is that 
class preferences are Survivor, a big thing get on voted it. Voted yep. off the island. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So a song is disliked so much we're like okay we'll go back to the music label and be like hey no one likes this song we need a different one sure so that's a a nice feature too and being able to like tell your trainers through the app like hey this is the music genres i really love can we incorporate those in a class so when the trainer's in there programming the workout they can see picking what genres fit the class that signed up yeah and the programming, when you guys say programming, we're talking exercise selection? Yes. Yes, correct. So I think for most people, like, thinking about this as you will be selecting exercises, creating styles of workouts, you guys have categories of workouts, mm-hmm. and then, again, that's with the AIs. It'd be like sitting there talking to the DJ, like, okay, today's workout, we're doing a lot of barbell work, and it's going for 30 minutes nonstop. There's mm-hmm. no intervals. It's just a nice, constant, steady 30-minute grind. Boom. What would you play, Nick? And then that's what Reflux Radio does. Yeah. Exactly. Spit it out. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it, it it's so hard when something's different and you haven't seen it before. Like it'd be easy to be like, oh, it's like Spotify, but it does this differently. You can't even use those lines as much because there is not another AI based DJ program out there mm-hmm. that uh, is designed for fitness classes and fitness one on one and one to many fitness instruction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. Sometimes it gets difficult. They're like, oh, it's just Spotify. It's, no, it's not just Spotify. Sure. You can, like, make it your own. Like, you can label your workout segments that it's a build segment. Like, yeah, it's yeah. specific to you yeah. and your brand and making I, it you. And I think I think the thing, too, is as we all start, um, everyone's always looking for ways to make their stuff unique. I remember we bought a bunch of new equipment during COVID, and uh, a member goes, man, that's so cool. I bet you there's not a lot of other gyms that have that piece of equipment. I'm like, Maybe they do and maybe they don't, but like I can't, my uniqueness can't be off the equipment. It can't be off the programming either because someone could take that workout and do it at their gym. It can't be off the the coaching because coaching is just subjective, Mm -hmm. right? Like you love Max barbecue. I love Sweet Lou's barbecue. They're both barbecue. You just prefer this. I prefer it's just subjective. But when you combine all those things and a great client experience, which has multiple facets, you know, whether it's how you receive people at the front desk, the music you play. And I, again, I just, to go back to it, music is the constant guys. If you want to have someone like really say you play great music there, like anyone who goes to bars and stuff like that. And you, one of the reasons you might go to the bar, again, I'll use Nashville as an example. Like I love going to the stage in Nashville because they, the band at the stage always plays the best cover song, like the best music comes from the stage or this bar, that bar. Um, I think this and the exploration, which I think obviously will create more competitors for you guys in this space in the mm-hmm. future, which is good. You want to create a category. Definitely. You want to be a category yeah. creator. You do. Um, that way in the future, people like Reflex Radio is not like Spotify. These are two completely different things. Yeah. But when you're a category creator, you got to realize you're walking blind and you're going to step in all the fucking potholes. Oh, you're yeah. going to, you got no roadmap in front of you. And that was like even trying to get shit. music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was. Nick would just reach out to a music label and be like, hey, we're starting this app. Like, we would really love to feature your music on here. And they'd be like, uh, who are you? Yeah. Do you have a lawyer? Yeah. Like, I'm, like, like, I'm going to ask you to politely go fish yourself. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That was the response that Nick got from reaching out to all different music labels. And so that was a challenge. That it was an unexpected challenge because, one, we know we didn't know anything about music at sure. the time. We didn't know anything about music law or yeah. entertainment law in general. You can only Google so much. Exactly. Like yeah. I w- he'd be in a meeting somewhere, and I'd be, like, doing all this research, and then all of a sudden I'd be like, fuck, we can't do this anymore. Like, there's this loophole. Like, the download feature on Spotify, like, we would love to have that feature, but they're currently in a lawsuit because of the archaic music laws. Like, 
physically like the music's within the Spotify app. So if you download it, it only stays in the app. And if you delete the app, then it's gone. And so Spotify's trying to say like it's not downloaded. They don't own to it. Yeah. yeah, they don't own it. It's, it's not, not like on downloading from Napster back then. Sure. Exactly. And so like things like that, and they're like, okay. So you just kind of bob and weave with what's. And you were telling me about the fit, uh, the fit Radio lawsuit issue. What, what's, yeah. what was that all about? So Fit Radio had DJs. a. What? Their DJ mixes. Yeah, their mixes. So what they do is they take pre-recorded DJ mixes and upload them into their app, and they classify each one based on BPM. And uh, but they're using all the top forty music that's out there, every kind of music that you know, whatever DJs want to use is what they're putting on there. But they had not licensed their music up front like we did. So the music industry caught wind of this, and they have now filed a hundred and fifty thousand dollar per instance lawsuit against them and per instance means each song in each music mix so if there's a beyonce song and it's in mix a mix b and mix c that's three separate instances at one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and there's an injunction filed to shut them down yeah so like that's super interesting like i i really i feel the music industry between musicians and the the Napsters, the Fit Radios, the Spot. There's always going to be that war. Mm-hmm. I think it's constantly be a war between yeah. the creators and the distributors. Oh, 100%. You know, which, which I get. You make something, you want to get paid for it. Uh, 100,000%, I get it. Um, but the, the end result is uh, music is a universal language. It mm-hmm. 100% is. Whether you, whether you think it's good or bad music, it's something that, you know, and especially with fitness, very few people like to work out in silence. I'm on, I think I'm one of the few. If I'm here working on myself, like we're looking into the gym now on the podcast, that's typically how to work out. The lights are off and I don't have anything on because typically all I hear in here all day is just music or I'm talking to people. All day, so it's nice to just have like silence sometimes. But if I'm taking a class, yeah. that would be the worst thing ever. And I mean, I've had those instances where they were doing construction next door and it knocked out our Wi-Fi oh, no. completely. So the speakers were down, everything was down, and we literally had to work out in silence to just listen to each <laughs> other <awkward>. breathe. <laughs> Not even awkward, but everyone was, I thought everyone was going to die because nobody wanted to be the loud breather in class. <laughs> Stop <laughs> making like, eye contact. I never went and like eventually I think Deuce or something said something like, guys, it's okay to breathe loud. Like I'd hear you holding your breath more <laughs> as you're working out. Um, so how can, if people are interested, because it's obviously it's in beta, you guys are still cooking this thing up, right? You, uh, the, it's not out of the oven yet. How can they, if they want to learn more about when it gets released or learn more about your pricing structure, things like that? Yeah, if you guys go to our website, reflex-radio.com, you'll see everything about the app on there, the pricing's on there. Uh, You can sign up for our... um, Email mailing list, and that'll be the way that we'll let you know when we're launching. Of course, all over social media. But if you you subscribe to us, we'll be sending out newsletters and... And what is the... Let's go. We talked about that earlier, but what is the pricing model? Uh, If you're one gym, it's $149 a month. And basically, that gives you access to the app, access to all of your trainers. So all the trainers get a free version of the app, and all your members get a free version of the app. Uh, once you start getting into multiple gyms that you own, if you're like a franchise, like an enterprise or, kind yeah. of situation, yeah. um, your gyms number two to five goes down to one thirty nine a month. Gyms six to there's a volume discount. Yeah, yeah. one twenty nine, and then ten or more. You know, give us a call. Call, and we'll, we'll work something, something out. Yeah. yeah, and then there's a a personal trainer version. So if your gym doesn't want to carry the the um, 
the full version, not the full version of the app, but the 149 a month, but you still want to have it for your classes, we offer for $49 a month where you can still program and everything. And That's you can still cool. push mm-hmm. to your individual users and so you can play it in your gym. If yeah, you so if a coach is listening and they're like, man, I totally want this, and the gym owner's a cheap fuck, and they can just do it themselves. They mm-hmm. really want yeah. those classes to pack out. Um, that's awesome. And, and it's one of those things where you're going to run it. It's so funny because everyone listening to this run, is going to run into the same issue you guys will. Boutique Fitness, when it showed up at 150 a month, when Gold's Gym was $30 a month, mm-hmm. they're like, who in the world is going to pay for that? But right now, we can all do this with the cell phone industry. If Verizon Wireless just sent us all a text right now, and it was just a giant middle finger, and it goes, your bill just went up 400%. You have until the end of the week to pay it. We would all pay it because they have it like you can't fathom not having mm-hmm. cell phone like having that yeah. um spotify right now is spotify is, let's let's assume most gyms are using a spotify based product like when it, you it becomes a part of what you do so much that it's a part of the experience and it goes up you you know you can almost think about how could i not live without it and like i said because music you know let's just dial it in if i if you have uh five classes a day and classes are an hour Mm-hmm. That's five hours a day in which music is playing. And let's say you have those classes uh, seven days a week. That's uh, 35 hours a week and 35 times four. And then you divide that by the $149 you're spending. It really is not a lot of money to provide that experience. Like it it's pennies on the, the experience. Yeah, it's well, now pennies. you don't have to like pay your trainers to create. Some of the gyms that we know have been paying their trainers to create oh, playlists. Oh, Studios definitely do. 100%. They're just spending so much time yeah. and effort and money. And like it just saves trainers so much time. Like they want to get in and train and motivate people and get people excited about fitness. And of course, music is a huge piece of that. Sure. But like having to plan the best workout ever and then addition trying to like okay now what about music oh i don't know if so-and-so is really gonna like this like sally's gonna hate this over here sure. and yeah. just playing favorites or one of the <laughs> stories a trainer was getting divorced and all of their music was so bad like just so sad and it was just like feeding over into the experience into the gym and you're like oh my gosh like, i don't want to be in this class anymore <laughs> you're getting ready for like the third round of your work that's a baby come back exactly <laughs> Like, but, yeah. Yeah, that, we were finding that the trainers were spending an average of at least two hours on every playlist they were creating. It, and it's so interesting. I think a lot of gyms, are, like, there's going to be some CrossFit gyms like, what in the world? But CrossFit gyms do that with programming workouts. Mm-hmm. They spend hours on it. And then there's people out there that program workouts for them. And some people, purists, are like, no, I'm going to do it my way, whatever. I'm going to pick and choose, and I'm going to, you know, cut it myself. And then people are like, no, I need a service, and they pay two fifty a month to have uh, companies like Box Programming write their programming for them. It yeah. just it's a time save. Mm-hmm. When you look at any fee, one hundred and fifty bucks a month, two hundred dollars a month to save you time, especially when you own a business, you you think about your hourly rate of what you could get done with an extra two hours a week, four hours mm-hmm. a week, whatever, and it becomes a no fucking brainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Guys, uh, I, listen, I appreciate you coming on. It'll be talking about doing this for a while. And uh, for everyone listening, um, get there. And then what's the app? What's the Instagram app? Oh, uh, Reflex. At Radio. Reflex.radio. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to put all this in the show notes down there below. Um, and, and then, then their Spotify channel. Yeah, that's, that's, that's that. what I want to make sure we finish mm-hmm. with. So they have, I've been posting about this. So you guys, you know, in the beginning, you guys started just putting out playlists. It's not a mix like what you're going to be able to create with the app, but at least for gyms that are looking for some fresh, good music that is curated by the mind of DJs, thinking what would go together. You guys have some, I mean, how many playlists are on that Spotify right now? Almost 40 now. Yeah, 40. And there's a rhyme or reason to everything. They build as they go. Don't hit 
shuffle listen to it the way it's supposed to be played. i love that and uh you know that's a 40 playlist for anyone listening right now get on spotify look up reflex radio go and subscribe to their chant to their spotify check out those playlists if you want some new fresh shit um it's really good ever i made i've made you know you know in leading up to this a couple of posts i've had people like dude i love their shit um my one dude a client i work with his name's caleb he owns lead fitness down in florida and mm-hmm. he, he's loving your shit it's uh but anyway awesome yeah so uh guys I'm really excited to see when it comes out and rock and roll. And everyone listening, you'll be hearing more of this. And once once we get it out and open, you can expect a full vlog uh, breaking down, you know, how it's utilized. And because, I, I, of course, I'm going to have some way for you to, you know, strategize it and think about how to utilize it in your classes and um, and how to match your, your workouts with everything. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for you guys. I hope you guys we fucking take over the yeah, world with pumped. it. I really do. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Stu.